Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Is it just me? Is anyone else getting tired of the endless debates about who was the NFL's best of all time? or as they call it now, the GOAT. Don't get me wrong, I like a good debate as much as any other football fan. But comparing across generations is pointless. Who was the best quarterback? Was it Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, or Roger Staubach? First of all, how can you really go wrong with any of these guys leading your team? Secondly, How can you make a comparison between Johnny Unitas and Tom Brady when they not only played in different eras, but under totally different rules? When Johnny Unitas played, there were no special rules to protect quarterbacks. Roughing the quarterback was rarely called. There wasn't a tuck rule. No spiking of the ball was allowed to stop the clock. Back then, there was also no such thing as being a full-time football player. Players didn't make enough money during the season to live on NFL salaries. So once the season was over, they went to work as insurance salesmen, car salesmen, construction workers, or whatever job they could get to support their families. They also didn't have much time to train during the off-season and few football players were on a weightlifting program, knew much about proper nutrition, or what vitamins and supplements they should be taking. They also didn't have arthroscopic surgery, a team of doctors, therapists, and chiropractors to tend to their injuries. Want to talk about receivers? It's widely accepted that Jerry Rice is the best receiver ever. But have you ever heard of Lance Allworth, Charlie Taylor, Fred Bolitnikoff, or Don Hudson? Want to compare numbers? It's not even close. Rice has far greater numbers than any of these guys. So doesn't that mean he was the best? Not necessarily. Once again, we're talking about players who played in different eras and under different rules. Pass interference was rarely called prior to the late 1970s, and there wasn't a five-yard rule either. Those guys were getting bumped all the way down the field. My goal here isn't to disparage the likes of Tom Brady, Joe Montana, or Jerry Rice. I'm simply pointing out that it's not so easy to say this or that player was the greatest ever when the errors they played in were so vastly different. Another debate that makes very little sense is for linebackers, where they lump all the linebackers together, 
regardless of position. The responsibilities of a middle linebacker are vastly different from an outside linebacker. How can you compare Lawrence Taylor to Dick Buckus? Now we're not only talking about different errors, but also different positions. Want to compare running backs? I think it's fair to say that rule changes haven't had as much of an impact on the running back position as it has with other positions. But if you want to discuss the longevity of a running back, then today's running back has a huge advantage. I can't even begin to tell you how many running backs I watched in the 1970s who didn't have Hall of Fame careers, but might have if they had played today. Why? Knee injuries and surgeries either slowed them down considerably or ended their careers altogether. Many of those knee injuries would only require arthroscopic surgery today. And let's not forget that rehabilitation is 100 times better today than years ago. Another debate I get tired of hearing is this one. Who was better, Barry Sanders or Emmett Smith? It's a complicated debate because these guys had completely different running styles. Why does one have to be better than the other? The Dallas Cowboys offense was built around the talents of Emmett Smith. The Detroit Lions offense was built around the talents of Barry Sanders. If they had switched teams, then the offensive schemes of both teams would have been very different. Barry Sanders never made it to a Super Bowl. Would he have made it had he played for the Cowboys? Yes, he probably would have. But I could make that same argument with any number of players. Would Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw have four Super Bowl rings each if they had played on bad teams? Would Jerry Rice have all the receiving records if he hadn't had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks throwing him the ball? Would Archie Manning have made it to the Hall of Fame if he had played for the Steelers rather than for the Saints? It's all speculation and hearsay. The debates could go on forever. I enjoyed watching all of these players. I don't need to say this one was better than that one or compare statistics. It's likely that Johnny United's statistics would have been much more impressive if he had played in the 1990s instead of the 1960s. And it's likely that Jerry Rice's statistics would not be off the charts had he played in the 1960s instead of the 1990s. But I've always believed that a great player would be a great player no matter what era he played in. I grew up watching 1970s football, so of course I'm always going to be partial to the players of that era. If you grew up watching 1990s football or 21st century football, you'll likely be partial to those players. Times change, the rules change, players change, but the game goes on. So you can keep debating over who was the greatest ever if that's what you enjoy. I prefer to just cherish the memories. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.